Well, Coach, uh, another close but no cigar game down there in Tallahassee. And, you know, we mentioned this last week coming off the Miami game, and you were right there again against Florida State. So what's the lesson that, that comes from that Florida State game looking back on it? You know, I, I think the biggest thing is it was a well-played game on, on both sides. I thought that, you know, obviously there was not a lot of penalties called, um, but I thought the effort was there. It was uh, unfortunate that we didn't come come out with a W, but it's once again when you're playing the Florida States of the world down there in those venues, and you got to you know you got to score some points and you got to get some stops, and uh, we came up a little bit short. Yeah, speaking of not getting penalties called, I don't want to get you fined here, Coach, but I know that we've discussed in the past that you do submit things uh, to the league pretty much on a weekly basis based on what the officials do or, or don't do in this case. Was was that done this week? Were there some things that you felt needed to be reviewed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We sent some things in, and they got reviewed. Yes, sir. Okay, so we'll see what the, the league says about that because we don't get to hear the, uh, the other side of that. We just know it gets sent in, but then it, it seems we don't get uh, – the other part of that story. So, you know, again, I don't want to get anything out there that you can't tell us, but did you get a response from the league, and, and were you satisfied with that response? How about that? I got a response from the league. I don't think the word satisfied is, is the correct word to use. It's, you know, there's there's no gray. There's black and white. I'll just say that we were right more than we were wrong on the stuff that we submitted. Good enough. Good to know. Coach, uh, you know, we as as fans and as media, we get to watch 100 replays of this stuff and break it down, but you've got to make the decision in the moment. So we want to know from your perspective, you know, right before halftime there, do you kick the field goal? Do you go for it? It's a shorter decision for you. You certainly went for it and, you know, described it afterwards that you're not going to beat these guys by kicking field goals. I want to know what it's like for you as a coach in that moment to make that decision, knowing that it will affect the rest of the game. But, you know, in that moment, you've got to make a quick call. Well, it's, it's not so much of that. You just got you have to really take the emotion out of it and look at the game. Do you, I mean, do you really believe that you can go down to Florida State with all the things that's going on there, their home crowd, and you know, there's a point total that you're looking for that you feel you need to do to have an opportunity to win. Uh, when you look at the first half, we had given up 155 yards rushing. Okay, you don't know what's going to happen in the second half. If they rush for another 155 yards, that's 300 and something yards rushing. Chances are you're not going to win the game. You've been, you've, you've gone a couple of series without your starting quarterback. Your quarterback, you don't even know if your quarterback's going to be able to come back out after halftime for the third quarter or not. And you're sitting there on the three yard line, and you've got an opportunity to make it 21-21. You may have to play the second half with, you know, without your starting quarterback. It's hard to pass up those four other points uh, in that situation. I really felt like if you go 21-21 at halftime, that that would have been a devastating blow to that team. And base, and we would have an excellent opportunity to win. And if you look at the game, those four points would have made a huge difference. Dino Babers, our guest here. The Orange take on Wake Forest. 3 o'clock kickoff at the Carrier Dome on Saturday. Military Appreciation Day. Go to Cuse.com to get all the details on some great specials for our veterans and those currently serving out there that can get uh, into the Carrier Dome for a great rate on Saturday. Dino, your fourth down philosophy, I'm curious, of you know, because certainly Syracuse has been one of the more aggressive teams there. Is that something you've studied, looked at the percentages? Does it fit your offense? How does that come into play about how aggressive you usually are on fourth down? Yeah, I think it's, it's, first of all, we're going to be aggressive on fourth down because we feel that that's a down that you should use. The, the numbers say if you're smart about the way you do it, you can really change a game 
by going after things on fourth down. Our first touchdown, I think, to Jamal Custis was a fourth and two call where everyone's, you know, why don't you sky punt it right there? Yet we ran a play, they bust a coverage, and it's, it's an easy touchdown. So, and you, and you don't have to give those seven points back, even though, you know, they didn't line up correctly. So I think it's something that's going to be a part of us as long as I'm here. I think it's something that not only our team has already embraced, but I think everyone else needs to embrace as well because I think it's, it's part of our game. It's what we do. It's, it's part of our makeup. Do you know you mentioned earlier this week that you do expect Eric Dungey to play on Saturday? I know you guys are going to manage that through the week. So how is that going? How are you managing his reps and practice time? And how do you anticipate this will go leading up till game time on Saturday? Well, I don't want to give away any of, any of the hidden secrets to my opponents and stuff like that. But you know, he's he's a little banged up. But the one thing about Eric is he's gotten so many reps in our offense that it doesn't take him much to get warmed up. And I'll just kind of leave it at that. So given that opportunity that is presented itself to Zach Mahoney and even Rex Culpepper and Tommy DeVito, let's discuss them a little bit. How have they handled the extra workload, and do you feel they're ready to go, uh, starting with Zach? Unfortunately, we don't want to see this happen, but if Eric can't go or something happens where that injury recurs itself? Well, we're, a lot more guys are getting reps. There's no doubt about that. I can, I'll let that out. And let's say they're embracing their new opportunities to be coached in a more – aggressive manner let's believe it at that how do you think zach handled uh being uh, thrust into the game a little bit managing that uh, last week against florida state while eric was working to get back on the field you know i i thought he did okay he made the one one the uh the one big catch over there for a first down uh we, we missed some opportunities out there but zach's been a good reliever ever since he's been here and if there's one guy that's used to coming off the bench relieving dungy it's definitely zach mahoney Coach, jumping on the defensive side of the ball, would you attribute the success that you're having on third down to something that you say a lot, and that is to be consistently good, not occasionally great? I think that those guys and our players have a mentality about third down, and they're really excited about getting off the football field, getting back to the bench, and putting the offense back out there and seeing what we can do with the football. I think they've been really good at it all year. There's been a number of guys that have contributed to that. I wanted to ask you about one in particular. He had another terrific game getting pressure on the quarterback last week, and that's Alton Robinson. And he was put in a situation where you know he came here during training camp, had to get used to things quickly, but it seems he's found a real comfort zone there and what he is able to do to contribute. Yeah, when you get the junior college guys, it normally takes them uh, somewhere between four and six games to get used to the speed, even though they're playing at a high level in junior college, which is higher than high school. You know, college football is just a totally different speed. And then when you talk about the ACC Atlantic and some of the SEC schools that we had earlier in the schedule, it was just extremely fast. But I will say this, Alton has really adapted, and obviously he's doing some good things for us on the football field. Coach, you got Wake Forest coming in Saturday, and you know I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing if you know Eric Dungy and John Wolford can go tit for tat here because John, an experienced quarterback, seems like he's been there forever, and he has. He's a fifth-year quarterback there at Wake Forest. He is having a terrific season. They were the first team to put over 20 points on Notre Dame last week. So let me start with John Wolford. When you look at film of Wake Forest, what is it about him that's so dangerous, and how do you plan to counter that? The guy knows his offense. He knows exactly where people are supposed to be. He is almost never wrong with his decisions. And uh, that's the spooky part. He's not going to beat himself. He's not going to make mistakes and beat that team. You've got to go out there and get him because uh, he is really, really consistent. When you look at the rest of Wake Forest, what pops out about them? What concerns you about this game? 
well-coached football team. Uh, they get the ball to their playmakers. And, and defensively, their defense is better than what people give them credit for. Saturday is Military Appreciation Day at the Carrier Dome. As mentioned, people can go to Qs.com to get some details on some great ticket deals and some other things happening there. And you said it earlier this week, you know, we know what the military means to you and, and to be able to honor our veterans on Saturday. I know it's going to be something special uh, for you to see. You know, anytime, I, like I said, I grew up on military bases. I went to school with kids that dads were POWs and MIAs. I mean, it's the privileges that we get are based off of what these people do, not only in our country, but around the world. And uh, we should never disrespect them, and we should always honor them. And Dino, uh, to finish uh, on a light note here, I, I just got to say, listen, you know, I'm never going to tell you how to do your job or do anything else, but I will say this definitively, no ketchup on hot dogs. I'm you sorry, I got to draw the line somewhere, man. Okay, and that's here, where it here's is. the deal, because my wife even hammered me on this. <laughs> I, I, I really didn't, I, I heard the question, but it didn't register. Ah, okay. I really don't put ketchup on my hot dogs. Good. And I'm getting slammed Good. everywhere. I'm glad we got to retract this. I'm, I'm happy to hear this. I feel much better about this. Fantastic. Coach. Hey, uh, hot dogs is mustard, man. That's it. That's it. Mustard, onions, relish, ketchup, no way. Unless you're four. You're four years old, it's fine. But uh, after that, no way. All right, Coach. We'll take- I'll, 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 I'll take that penalty. I agree with that. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thanks for the time. As always, best of luck this Saturday. And, of course, uh, we'll chat again next week. Thanks, Brent. Thank you, Coach. Bye-bye.